This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to InvestTalk. It is Friday, June 26, 2020. And of course, we've all been watching the market, and I hope you're enjoying the ride, because it certainly is a wild ride. I mean, big down day today. I don't know if you saw that. Not that, not like it was a couple, three weeks ago when it was 2,000 points, but still a pretty big down day. And of course, the civil unrest is continuing, and that might be playing a part into the traders' and investors' decisions on some level. And now we have reports of the COVID-19 spiking up here in the United States and here in California as well. Maybe because of doing more testing. Don't, don't know. You know, it, it, it's hard to know. But, you know, is this the second wave? That's hard. How do we know? We won't know until in hindsight, right? I don't think so. But, you know, they're certainly slowing down the reopening of the country. So that's happening. And, of course, there's always that tension between us and U.S., U.S. and the Chinese, us and China. And, you know, that seems to be – I have a feeling it's going to increase, not decrease. Did you see that Luckin Coffee was delisted today off the NASDAQ? Delisted, no longer traded on the NASDAQ. And, of course, for you, investors and, uh, you know, any, any of us who are in the market, it's been pretty unsettling. And they've got to, you know, you got to be prepared for volatility. I've been warning about months and months and months. We're going to see more volatility. And it's not going to go away. This is an election year, presidential election year. And usually there is, uh, you know, volatility because of that. And because of all these other things happening, it's just going to increase it. But just be prepared. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It doesn't mean bad. Just be prepared for the volatility. And as you know, this is a call-in show. I answer your questions unbiasedly. All financial, financial questions, anything about money, I'll be happy to talk about. So give me a call. Our number is ready. Our phones are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. I'm Steve Peasley, and here on Talk and at my company, KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. Justin Klein and I are a bit different from other investment advisors. Why are we a bit different? Well, because, first of all, we don't buy somebody else's guidance as to what to do and what not to do. We do it ourselves. We do our own homework. We only recommend investments and strategies that we buy for ourselves. Same time, same price as everybody else, and we call that strategy parallel investing. We have five different programs In each one of those, I'm in every one of those with my money. And I buy the same thing for me as I do for you. Same price, same percentage, so my performance is the same. And I put myself on the line alongside my clients. Okay, so now it's time to call our number, 888-99-CHART. I look forward to hearing from you. And in case you were wondering, yes, Justin and I, due to technology, can and do do no-cost, no-obligation portfolio assessments via telephone, Skype, or Jive meetings. Especially now in this time, you know, it's hard for us to go anywhere. I mean, you know, there's all those restrictions and things, and people don't want to necessarily eat, you know. So we can do everything, you know, through the, through the telephone. Very, very easy, very easy. So if you want to meet with us, just contact us. Go to investtalk.com. 
investtalk.com with two T's, no space in there, investtalk.com, or call KPP Financial in our Irvine, California offices. And if you go to investtalk.com, you can learn more. My main talking point today, there is now a work-from-home ETF, exchange-traded fund, a work-from-home ETF. Now, it may be hard to argue with this new ETF invested thesis, but does it contain the right stocks? How many work-from-home stocks are they? What are they? We're going to talk about that. We'll get into more details. I've also got some other interesting things to discuss today. Of course, time permitting. You know how every day sometimes we run out of time, but we'll try. And since it's Friday, I will be also uh, talking about the highlights of the KPP Premium Newsletter. So what do I want to talk about? How about that bank stress test? Did you see the results? Did anybody, did anybody pay attention to results? We'll talk about that. And what some good, there's some good news in the spikes of the COVID virus. Remember, the, we've had a spike up, but there's good news in there. Anybody pay attention? There is good news in there, even though the number of cases gone up. And finally, I want to talk about consumer spending and income. That came out, that report came out from May. There were some pretty strong numbers there. The market was down today. The Dow was down 730, the NASDAQ down 260, and the SP was down 75. That's a pretty, we had a couple of pretty strong down days this week. We had some up days this week too, but pretty strong down days. Looks like, we're, looks like we're, remember that, remember that day that we spiked down two 2,000 points or so? So it looks like we're retesting that, that point, that mark right now. We'll see, we'll see. Now, as you probably noticed, Justin and I do our very best to fit in as many caller questions as possible. So let's go ahead and get through that. This came in earlier at our Anytime Listener line number, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin. This is Connor from West Michigan. I was calling regarding a stock, Air Lease, ticker is AL. I was thinking about buying it, been looking at it. It's got a pretty good PE ratio, low PE. Earnings seem to be good. It does operate with a lot of debt, but I uh, was just looking to get your thoughts on it. Appreciate it. Debt is always a problem, everybody. You know, that's one thing you need to focus on. You know, if a company doesn't survive and grow ba- based on debt, like banks do, they have to have debt to grow, then debt is not a necessarily good thing. And you have to understand what the debt is being used for. Are they using it to expand, or are they using it to buy back shares of stock? I mean, it's very different. Air Lease Corporation provides leasing and fleet management for 203 narrow-body, 89 wide-body, uh, and 94 different airlines, for 94 different airlines. So they, they manage and lease a fleet of vehicles, fleet of uh, airplanes, 203 narrow-body and 89 wide-body planes. They make money. They've always made money. They're going to make $5.21 next year, up 20% from this year. The, uh, this year, they're going to make 432, which is down 15% from last year. Of course, you can understand why that's so. But their growth rate has been pretty consistent in sales. And, you know, it's so I, it's a pretty pretty consistent company. It's selling for $27.94, pays a 2.1% dividend, return on equity is 11%. So if it's going to make 521, it's only a $27 stock. So why is it so cheap based on the PE ratio? What is that? Five PE, five and a half. Well, you hit the nail on the head when you said debt. They have lots of debt. 
Okay, now you would think they would have because if they're buying big aeroplanes and they're leasing them out, so they borrow money to buy the planes and they lease them out, that's probably where that debt number is coming from. And that's the number you need to focus on. Um, it looks fairly inexpensive. It looks like it's coming up against support right in here around $20, $28. This might be a good place to buy it. I'd wait a few days and see if it holds. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have started summer, and no doubt people across this country are ready to celebrate. And it may be hard to believe, but the 4th of July weekend is only next weekend. It's coming. Next weekend. The 4th is one week from tomorrow. But when will the country be back in high gear? That's going to take a lot longer. It's going to take some time. So maybe we should talk about this. Your participation is important. It's a very important part of the mix of this show. Give me a call. We're taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday. The weekend is almost here. And Steve Peasley is on duty now, taking your finance and investment questions live. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Mario in Kansas. He wants to talk about Viacom. Mario. Hey, uh, I want to invest uh, in this stock for a long term. Uh, what do you think? Well, it pays a nice dividend, and I think the dividend is, will be supported. This is Viacom, everybody, a global media company engaged in TV broadcasting, mo- more motion picture production and publishing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been around a long time. It's a $13, $14 billion company. Um, they're, they're, you know, the biggest issue I have with this is that sales are erratic from year to year to year. They, they tend to go up every year, but not steady. It's pretty darn erratic. This year, they're going to make $3.79. Two years ago, they made $5.87 a share. Next year, it's $4.45. So it's going to go up next year, down this year, which is typical. Sales have been falling. Now, think about it. If they're a global media, why are sales falling? Well, maybe because movies, if they produce motion pictures, no one's seeing movies. Uh, But basically, their business is pretty, you know, recession-proof and pretty COVID-proof. People watching more TV at home, I expect. If it's going to make $4.45, it's a $22 stock. You can tell that the P.E. is pretty low. Okay, price earning ratio. The return on equity is pretty darn high at twenty six. That's really strong. They don't. They have some debt, but not enough debt to worry about it. Huge cash flow, twenty six dollars a share. So it's a pretty strong company. Um, I don't have you. I don't have a problem. You're buying it because it has a very strong dividend, four point three percent, and it's inexpensive. So it should return. I mean, a few years ago, it was in the sixties consistently, sixties. So it's got a ways to go. So I kind of like it at this level. Good luck with it. B-I-A-C is the symbol, everybody. My main talking point today is about a story that is about a new ETF. There's now a work-from-home ETF. Work-from-home. It's hard to argue that the new ETF isn't, you know, about the thesis of that new ETF might be a good idea. But how many stocks can you put in? How many stocks are there? Well, this ETF... Okay, it has 40 stocks, 4-0. It just started, by the way. I mean, it's brand new. Uh, an ETF exchange traded fund put, put out by Directions, 
direction. That's the name of the fun family. The symbol is WFH, work from home, WFH. And, and it has stocks like Amazon and Microsoft, uh, a company called Proficient, Proofpoint, has Zoom in there. It has a lot of different stocks, and some of them you're probably going to, Intel, you know, your problem, you, the work from home. What stocks will benefit from work from home? Okay, what stocks will work? That's going to be the difficulty. Which 40 stocks, I have a feeling they're going to have to stretch. And that's not just, they have 40 equally, equally weighted companies. I mean, they have Amazon in there. So you got some pretty big, heavy hitters in there, but they also have some pretty high-risk stocks in there. But you have to decide of whether you want to buy it or not. See, I don't, I don't really care for buying ETFs in this way. If I want to buy those stocks, work-from-home stocks, I'll go find the individual stocks that I want to buy that correspond to the thesis of working from home. I don't want an ETF, but... For other people, it's very easy and very simple just to buy the ETF, and that's why they're so popular. That's okay. Give, you got to give it to them. They're popular because they're easy to get into a particular sector instantly. You know, and I understand that, especially if you don't have the time to do the research that's necessary, or the time, the data. The data is very expensive. We spend lots of money buying data, and then you know the time. That you have to sit around and read all, read up on the company and try to understand. You got to be able to understand the financials. It sometimes can get very, you know, for us. Remember, I have a crew that that's what we do every day. So you have a life. You have a, a wife or a husband, a couple of kids, a job, you know. So you're at a little bit of disadvantage. Now, on the next Invest Talk, this story how to deal with the bad news that punishes stock market investors. How do you deal with it? Are we in for a bigger market sell-off? And does the advice offered by one analyst make sense? Justin Klein would be the, he'll take care of this on Monday. So he's going to go through that story. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Steve and Justin have recorded an all new Rapid Fire Hour. It's a free podcast download, and you'll hear answers to 30 caller questions. You can find it now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Search Invest Talk June Bonus Show. Hello, Justin and Steve. This is Elizabeth from uh, Centennial, Colorado. I'm looking at a comparison of two commercial REITs. Just wanted to get your idea of what you think about in terms of getting in as a good time and if these are worth it as a long-term hold and a qualified account. First one is Industrial Logistics Property Trust, Ice Cream, Lemon, Pacific, Time. And the second one is First Industrial Realty Trust, F like Frank, R like Richard. Love the show. Listen to it all the time. And thanks again for running a great podcast. Well, thank you for the call. I just will warn you that it's very difficult for me to compare two stocks at the same time. Kind of remember what I got to do. I got to go put it in various screens and compare them. So I really don't have that uh, luxury of time on the radio. But I'll give you one. I'll give you Industrial Logics Property 
ILPT. It's a REIT that own and lease industrial and logistic properties throughout the United States. They're going to make a dollar sixty-five next year. They made a dollar sixty-one. Let me rephrase that. They're going to make a dollar sixty-one this year. Make a dollar sixty-five next year. Last year they made a dollar seventy-seven. Two years ago when they IPO'd, this was two thousand seventeen, right at the beginning of two thousand eighteen. They were going. To, they made two dollars and forty-one cents that year. So. I don't care why. I understand. I'm a little concerned that they're not making more money when sales have been increasing. So maybe this the debt that is increasing along with the sales. Now I don't have a problem with them taking on debt to buy more property, and they did buy 18 properties in a, in a deal. They acquired 18 properties for 624 million in April. So that might be what the issue is. They're still building out their portfolio. They also are selling below their IPO price that came out in 2018. So, you know, it hasn't been a very strong uh, performing company, but it does pay 6.7% dividend. And that looks like it probably is sustainable because it's only $19.63. Let's go to Bill in Fremont. How you doing, Bill? All right, Steve. How are you? Very good show. I really enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the reason I'm calling is uh, I know earnings season is coming up, and I know that people are taking profits right now. Just a guess of mine from an amateur. But anyways, I know earnings season is coming up in July and October and January. Do you see, uh, with the S&P 500 specifically, do you see maybe a triple bottom coming, and would it be a good time to invest on a double bottom or maybe even a triple bottom? Uh, you know, Justin and I are we are arguing whether we're going to see a, du- a double bottom or a, just a retracement. To, I, he thinks it's going to be a, a double bottom all the way down to the low. He thinks that's a high probability. And it's hard to argue that it's not. If you base it just on fundamentals, Bill, it should go down there. But I'm that's thinking I'm that thinking. we're probably going to... Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking more of a Fibonacci type of retracement. Uh, Fibonacci, using Fibonacci numbers, and I, that's about a 50% retracement down to that bottom. And you know what? It would be logical either way. So we know the numbers are going to be bad for the the, the market. The earnings reports are not going to be good, but we all know that, and I, that's probably already built into it. Now it's a question of how bad is bad, right? How bad do we build enough you know, downward movement. Uh, the market, I think, has gotten ahead of itself. It is, the odds are very strong of a retracement. Very strong. Uh, so I think everybody just needs to expect it. That's all. Now, I think you buy it too, Bill. Buy it. You don't sell, you buy. So you sell now. If you if you want to produce some cash, you do it now. Uh, don't sell out, never sell completely out, but produce some cash so you can use that to buy if we get that correction. That's what I would do. Okay? Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Bill. Okay, the two-year treasury yield, 0.17%. 0.17%. For two years, you get less, much less than inflation, and inflation's very low. Not good. The 10-year... For 10 years, you get 0.64% per year. Man, I would not, who would want to buy that? I wouldn't. Not enough, not enough. Gold, $1,706 an ounce. 
Silver, $17 per ounce. Oil at $37 per barrel. And gasoline, $2.17 per gallon across the nation. In California, of course, we're always higher, $3.07. And maybe we ought to move to Oklahoma where it's $1.91. Huh? $1.91. Is that cheaper than water? Just asking. When you buy a gallon of water, how much does that cost? Well, if you get sparkling water, I'll bet you it's a lot cheaper than water. Anyway. Uh, I have a tr- I have a trivia question for you before the break. News of COVID-19 and its repercussions had overshadowed lots of other stories. But since we all depend on oil, we all need it. We need it for the gasoline. I'd be instructed to take a look at some oil statistics. Now, as we go to break, here are my here's my two-part question. What is the estimate for the number of oil wells drilled each year in the United States? The number of wells drilled each year and how many barrels of petroleum per day, per day for decades have been produced by the world's most productive oil field? I'll have the answer back. I'll answer back. I have I'll the answer for you when you come back. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI 
and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question for you. What is the estimate for the number of oil wells drilled each year in the United States and how many barrels of petroleum per day for decades have been produced by the world's most productive oil field? Okay, so here's the answer. How many oil wells are drilled each year in the United States? Well, back in 2017, there were estimated 16,900 oil and gas wells drilled in the United States. And the forecast for 2022, that's a couple years away, is 22,600 wells. I bet you thought it was much less than that. These are, these are being drilled, not existing, being drilled. In the United States, the daily average per well is yield, has a yield rate of about 100 barrels of oil. But these, remember, they're not, these are estimates and, of course, subject to changes. So how many barrels of petroleum per day for decades have been produced by the world's most productive oil field? The world's most productive oil field. And I'm not sure how to pronounce this name, by the way. It's in Saudi Arabia. It's called Garwar, G-H-A-W-A-R, Garwar Oil Field. It is believed to have been having a production rate of 5 million barrels of petroleum per day for decades. Tells you how. That's why they're so wealthy. Saudi Arabia is super wealthy. They've been drilling this oil, pumping it out of the ground for decades at five million dollars, five million barrels, five million per day. That's a ton. That is really a ton. Now, if you're wondering how much oil remains in, to be drilled worldwide, and by the way, that number changes often by you know finding new oil. The estimate is one and a half trillion barrels. Okay, how much is that? Can you get a an idea of how big that is, or how, how big of a number that really is. Okay. The, a trillion number, trillion. In the American system, one billion is a thousand million. One billion is a thousand million. One trillion is a thousand billion. Okay. Take it from me. That's a really, really big number. Really big. Okay. Okay. It's Friday, and I want to keep things moving. So let's go ahead and take another caller question, 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is Kevin from Washington. I have a question on growth stocks. I have a bunch of growth stocks in my portfolio, 
and most of them have gone up around 20%, and I am new investor, and I just don't know, should I be taking profit, or should I be holding on to them? Um, one example would be Amazon. Um, it's gone really well, but is that something I should hold long-term, or should I be taking some profits now? Thank you. Okay, if you're going to manage a portfolio of stocks, this is a primary question you have to answer yourself for yourself. Are you going to hold on to a core group of stocks? What are your core core holdings? And I would suggest that Amazon would be a core holding. Whether it's growth or value, you've got to decide how many core holdings do I want to hold on to for the long term? Okay? And then how much are more speculative stocks that are more of a you know, I want to trade out of them or get, get into them at low price, get out of them at high price. What are those? These are basic portfolio fundamental decisions you have to make. So it's, you know, just because something goes up 20%, it's meaningless, really, really meaningless. Yeah, of course you want all your stocks to go up. And of course they might go up. You know, I can give you some rules. Rules. I like I like rules. When a stock doubles on you, cut it back. How's that? There's a rule. No stock should be more than 3 to 5% of your portfolio when you buy it. There's a rule. Don't buy more than 15 18% of any one sector. Set yourself up some rules. Decide on what your core holdings are going to be, and then slowly put them on. And, you know, that's, that's what you have to do when you manage a portfolio stock. Good stock, though. Good start. If you're 20% up, that's a good start. Okay, 888.99 chart. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed today to subscribers this morning, as I produce it every week. And it is packed full of information I hope is useful for everybody. The market conditions section, that's the main first section. I talked about the week brought in a flood of May economic statistics. There were several surprises, both good and bad. And, you know, as the states are reopening and they're starting to spike up in COVID-19 cases, I talked about that a little bit and how that's going to affect us or affect the economy. You know, um, it may may reduce some uh, economic activity as we're trying to open up, okay? Uh, the stats will be improving, but not at a really steady pace, in my opinion. Okay, to a large degree, things will depend on the spread of the virus, as you know, right? I mean... Yeah, what are we going to do about that? The resumption of commerce has given us a rebound in economic activity. We've seen that. It was in the May numbers. You can see it. It's obvious. Uh, you know, some of the numbers were really good. Some were just so-so. But they are coming back. But don't mis- don't mistake me. That is not they're, they're not coming back nearly close to what we had before. It's just from a very low point, they had some really strong numbers. Okay. Now, uh, in the portfolio management section, I pointed out that in order to assure a proper, stable, dividend-paying company, I presented some of the factors that investors need to examine. Payout ratio. Do you know what a payout ratio is? If you don't know what a payout ratio is, you really have to educate yourself on that. A payout ratio is nothing more than what percentage is the company paying in a dividend of their earnings? What's the ratio? That's kind of crucial, okay? And how long can they keep that up? Is it sustainable? Is it is so? Or is, are the earnings sustainable to pay that 
the maintain that payout ratio. Things like that. We talked about, I talked about different things, the stability of earnings and sales and those kinds of things. Even during the COVID-19 crisis, what are the sales? They're still, you know, you, it's, it's a short-term problem, but you really want to know what's, what effect it's going to have on the overall company financial health. Uh, and the stock ideas. Um, I talked about a storage REIT it's in 38 states, 234 locations in Europe. High quality operation, and it'll never be cheap. I mentioned that it pays a 4.2% dividend, but the PE ratio is 20. You got to pay up for it because it's so stable. Okay, and that, that's what sometimes you have to do. That if you want to get in these stocks, you got to pay up for them. So there was another stock, uh, a food company I put in there, then uh, that I thought would be interesting. And the food company is one that we own in our managed some of our managed accounts. Uh, Consumer Watch, even though the CDC Centers for Disease Control was slow to report the danger of the COVID-19 problem, and in spite of that fact, the CDC has been, you know, severely criticized for that fact, but despite that, they do continue to gather valuable information. And they recently reported an increase in COVID-19 infections in young people which I don't know if that's because they're finally testing more young people or they're actually getting the COVID virus. And that's why you're getting, getting to jump in the numbers. It is interesting, though. Um, they're not talking about there's death rates not increasing necessarily, but it is interesting that they're finding more young people having. I really think it has to do with testing, personally. So there's a lot of valuable information in KPP Premium Newsletter each week. It is easy for you to subscribe directly through investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you'll receive the full report each Friday directly in your inbox. If this information raises any questions in your mind, I encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself at KPP Financial, call our Irvine, California office, or send a message through investtalk.com. Now let's squeeze in one more caller question. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is TJ. I just have a question for you. I was looking to invest in FMCI. It's a SPAC, Special Purpose Acquisition Company. I guess from what I know is they help out with IPOs, kind of like DraftKings and Nikola before they got big. I was just wondering what you, how risky you think that these are. Thanks. Look forward to hearing on the show. Extremely risky and don't invest in it. How's that? It's a blank check company formed to acquire or merge with one or more target businesses. Do not buy these kinds of companies. There's a, you, you might as well go to Vegas. You'll have, matter of fact, you'll have better luck in Vegas making money than buying this kind of company. Okay? A blank check company, or it, it just it makes no sense. The story. The story is everything. They convince everybody that it's a great story, and how can you not want to invest in it? Well, easy. Do they make money? No. Have they ever made money? Yes. But these blank check kind of companies that don't really have a very good business model, and they're just trying something, and maybe they might hit it off, and maybe one will be big, usually means you're going to lose all your money. So I would stay away from them completely. Okay. 888-99-CHART, 
Uh, you're listening to Best Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And yes, the economy is reopening in phases. It might be slowing that down a little bit in certain areas of the country. And that's because of a little spike in the, the numbers. One thing that was really comforting to me is if you look, look at Europe, they had the same, the same path that we are on, and they had that spike. And then eight weeks later, they were back down to their lowest numbers again. So, you know, I think, I think we'll be returning to that. I don't think there's anything to really... This is after they started opening up. They had the same kind of path. Okay? But you can't allow your retirement objectives to be changed because of what's going on with the pandemic. Yeah, that, that's not changing at all. You still stay the course. Still invest. You still put money aside for your retirement. If you need help, financial help, that's what Justin Klein and I are here for. Our KPP financial office in Irvine will be, will be happy to help you. We want to help you. We really do. Whether you're a conservative investor, engaging closer to retirement, you know, edging, you're edging there, or you're a younger worker and you want to take a lot of risk and be aggressive, that we have a, we have we have a strategy for each one of those levels of risk that you may want to take. So we manage the risk in the various strategies we have. So to get started with a no-cost portfolio review, please call or send a message through investtalk.com to me or Justin. We'll answer you. We really will. And now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your financial investment questions. We are taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial. InvestTalk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are the principals of KPP Financial, and they are independent financial advisors. This means they place their clients' interests ahead of the firm's. As part of that commitment, KPP Financial practices parallel investing, where Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing and the other KPP Financial programs at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is John in Florida. I had a quick question about when um, forecasts for companies are raised. I saw Citibank increase the projection for Apple to plus 17% of what it is now. So I'm wondering what short-term and long-term effects this has on a stock such as Apple or a stock in general when an institution raises guidance for it. Uh, thanks for all the info again. Have a good day. Okay, let me warn you about institutions and their estimates for various companies. They're usually wrong. Don't put a lot of weight in their adjustments up and down. Don't. Do your own research. What tends to happen is companies, ten, I mean, are the, the companies that rate and research other companies about their earnings and sales and report on all those things, they, they, what happens is they guide lower, generally speaking, as the end of the quarter comes. They guide the, guide, they guide the numbers lower for the estimates and sales and profits for the corporations as the end of the quarter comes so that when the numbers actually come out, they beat the estimates generally about 70% of the time because they keep lowering the estimates. They don't... This is that's one thing I don't pay attention to, is the estimates 
of the of the quote unquote experts because I know they're manipulating me. I won't let that happen. I try not to let. These they are manipulating the numbers. They've been doing it for years. You got to understand the game they play, and they are playing a game with you. So don't pay much attention. It's not going to make much difference. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, bank stress, the bank stress test was conducted by the Federal Reserve, and all major banks passed with flying colors. However, the Fed cut, uh, you know, they put a cap. They put a cap on dividends and, uh, and, and how, much, how much in buybacks they're allowed. Okay, so... That kind of put a damper on all the banks. I don't know if you noticed, the banks all fell pretty much. Why? Well, pretty hard. That's because of what the Fed is doing. Making them, even though they passed the stress test with flying colors, they had no problem, they still did it. Still did it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, you may even have called a few times, but if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888 99Chart. Hi, Steve or Justin. I'm calling to hear your thoughts on Markle Corporations, MKL. I was listening to another investment podcast, and they described this as a baby Berkshire. It's an interesting concept. Did a little bit of review. Potentially interesting. Just wondering what you think about what the appropriate support level would be, uh, where picking some up might make sense, if it makes sense at all. Thanks. Bye. Okay, Markel Corporation, MKL, offers specialty insurance products and programs for niche markets and also writes treaty reinsurance contracts. So it's a reinsurer and a specialty property and casualty insurance company. Specialty, what does that mean? That means it writes very difficult risks uh, or very unusual risks. Um, I was in my first years in business was with, you know, these types of company. And one of the biggest things, the company that I worked for that was something new was skateboard parks. It was brand new back then. These kids breaking their arms and legs all over the place on those things. So when you hear a specialty or reinsurance, what you, the first thing that should come in your mind is that their earnings are going to be erratic year over year over year because they're insuring other insurance companies. Like if there's a really bad hurricane and all these insurance companies had to pay billions of dollars for claims to fix all the property, the reinsurers gets hit because they insure the insurance company. Or if there's no hurricane, bad damage one year, these companies make a killing, the reinsurance companies. So it's erratic. For instance, Markel made $129 a share in 2019. It's an $882 stock. They made $129 in 2018. How about 2017? Okay, they lost $9.55 a share. 
How about this year? They're going to make $12.85. That's an estimate. They don't know that. Next year, $36.52. It's erratic. Sales profits are extremely erratic. Extremely. And if they're right on their estimates, which is a pure guess, by the way, that means the P.E. is like around 24. Uh, Looking at a chart, I would not pay more than $750 for this stock, and that was the low it made back in March. Frankly, I don't like this kind of business, to be honest. I, I'd stay away from it. I don't like reinsurers. They can be really, really profitable one year and then lose their shirt the following year. Reinsurers also reinsure themselves with other insurance companies. So it gets pretty darn complicated. Pretty darn complicated. Okay? Okay, well, there, there we've had a spike this week, uh, last week, in the number of cases for the COVID virus, right? However, I'm going to suggest there might be some good news in those numbers. One of the pieces of good news is that the spike, all of a sudden, we're seeing before April, the average age of the COVID virus was 50 years old. Now, it's 33 years old. What does that mean? The deaths are, are, are declining as are the cases as the cases pile up death rate is declining maybe it's because we're testing young people as i suggested before another thing that might be good in europe new cases are about 90% lower than they were 8 weeks ago so what does that mean remember they're trying to reopen they've been they've been they they're ahead of us on catching the virus and then closing shutting everything down and then trying to reopen they're ahead of us so that tells us that maybe eight weeks from now, maybe nine weeks longer, I don't know, that we'll have a 90% lower rate. We'll see. We don't know. No one knows. This is a brand new situation. But, you know, even though we have more cases, how much is it due to just more testing? I don't know. It seems logical to me that we would have. It seems logical. I'm Steve Peasley. Thank you for listening today, everybody. Justin Klein will be here on Monday. I will return next week, of course. The 4th of July is just a week away. And please tell your friends we have posted a new June bonus show. Justin and I answered 30 caller questions at a pretty fast pace. It can be downloaded now, free, at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever. Everybody have a good night and have a great weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.